you're all you're all dirty yeah forgot that was a stipulation it was just like yeah you can have me but, oh look at this oh look at oh man <laughs> nice. look out were you how many were you waiting to unbutton a few of those buttons Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome and brand and a sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 215 for your eardrums. Guys, please do us a favor. Subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandon. And with me, as always, from his new studio, most awesome. Stu, Stu, studio. Or that's Stu, Stu, studio. studio. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Stu, Stu, studio. How you doing, man? How's the new studio treating you? Good man, good. Just trying to get it all figured out. Got a little, had a little rocky start to this little, little spillage of some some fine beverages here on the carpet, but we got it all figured out. B, I'm not gonna yeah, let that slow done, us bro. down. We got it done. Um, so overall, if you had to move, how long would you want to wait until you have to move again? Like, how big of a lift was just kind of this whole orchestration? Oh, good call. I, I would say probably we're in the five year realm right? Less, yeah. yeah, a little bit to do with the move, you know, but yeah, definitely in the five years, although I definitely will want to revisit that spring cleaning. I think if, I think if you can stay on top of that, mm. and you, then you can really kind of, you know, be a little bit more efficient with your moves. Mm. Well, we're going to move you right through this podcast, guys. Episode Ooh. 215. Uh, it's a big one. It is, I think we can officially say most awesomes uh, favorite time of year. For, for the for the pod being able to do rip from the headlines guys we're covering that nfl draft we're gonna do our mock draft we got jim friend of the pod hopping on uh we each took just a different set of football teams just kind of scattered them around and we're gonna put on our little gm hats and then see how the draft actually plays out we'll post that later on instagram then we are gonna go it's it's a fat one it fills up all that hour power so we'll jump right into that neapolitan showdown we're ranking best light sources you heard what I said. Best light sources. Bring bring your thoughts. And then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read, if you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Right, rip from the headlines. Uh, we're doing the NFL draft. Why we do that this week, brother? Oh, we're doing it because on Thursday, on Thursday, the first round of the NFL, the 2022 NFL first round is going down, and we always have to do a megapod, Brandana. You do. This is like you got me into this. Like this could be easily a thing we miss. Like you know the NCAA tournament and all the regular mm-hmm. season of college basketball, where you just kind of look over it and just kind of plow through. But you know, you talked about your days about you know you get that that college magazine with all the college players, like just kind of like your finger on the pulse. And also we have Jim joining us. Guest of the pod. Jim, how many times have you been on this pod? Oh God. It's third or fourth, I guess. Yeah, I, I think know. so. Nice. First guest. Well, uh, as far as how many t-shirts I have once. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can bring it up that t-shirt. I know we got behind on that. Well, yeah, we'll get to the t-shirts. Everyone just, <laughs> yeah, the, we're, we're slacking on the, the swag bags. They're for good shirts. Sports. What can I say, man? I want to know. People do. Uh, have you listened to our, our past draft mega pause before got to put you on the uh, yeah i have good answer yeah perfect <laughs> answer uh so what's breaking down right now is basically guys so there's three of us uh most awesome has assigned us team so we'll just move through and put on our different hats and become that gm for you know half a minute minute whatever it takes and just mm-hmm. kind of let let you guys know what makes the most sense from our point of view for this team to uh to kind of like add in the mix overall just kind of tell me like coming into this draft how would you you know uh jimmy can start out if he just had to sum up this draft like this 2022 draft and the players available like how how would you break it down um yeah you know well first of all i think that you have to consider that you know with covid you had a lot of talented guys coming out early um so then you had all their backups get a ton of play as sophomores and then come out in 2021 which was one of the best draft classes ever And this year is kind of a lot of the seniors and leftovers from that class. And um, so I feel like that's why everyone in this class is either old or has ratings like pretty good, not great, um, high floor. And, um, you know, there's and then you have the workout warriors. So I just feel like this draft is full of like bus potential. It's it's kind of 
it's nice. kind of high in my opinion. And, um, and so then you're telling me, you're telling me due to last year, just because people are coming out, those who could come out just because of the COVID and everything did come out and did right, get to the draft to try so. to get ahead of it. And then, yeah. and then that got, that got a lot of really young players, a lot of time. And yeah. then, so the really good ones came out again. Um, and, uh, so anyway, it just, it just feels like, it feels like this is, has a high floor and, um, and a low ceiling for a lot of guys. So it's that in, and so I feel like I would not, I would not want to have a pick super high in this draft. Sorry, Paul. Um, (laughs) But you know, there are, there are good players there and you need to trust your front office to be able to identify those players. And if you have a lot of picks rather than, you know, in this draft taking all, you know, 10 to 12 lottery picks, that you might have, I would suggest identifying the guys that you think are really good and then trading up and going and get the, get the guy that you want. That's my opinion. It kind of makes sense. Just kind of me looking at this on the macro, Paul, you jump in here. Like I'm not really seeing a lot of, you know, I like to find it as like a sexy pick or you get like skill positions. And it kind of makes sense to Jim's point. Like you don't want an early pick in this. Cause that usually means, you know, if you've got an early pick, it means there's a big breakdown. Just kind of your offense usually means you're looking for some sort of dynamic playmaker, some sort of quarterback to get in there to just kind of shake things up and keep your fan base satisfied. Uh, do you agree with Jim on kind of just like not really those top level players? Yeah. I mean, I would say that there's not like a, a prevalence of stars, right? Like we had last year, there were some, a lot of players you were anticipating coming into the league. Uh, I don't think you're going to have that. I think you're also, I think to Jim's point is, is you're going to have a lot of like solid role players, guys that will, will make your team better. will help you like, you know, on the field, but maybe are not the, you know, the Josh Allen, you know, Patrick Mahomes level that's going to change your franchise. I think, uh, I think there's plenty of quality players in here, but I don't know if there's like, you know, in that first five to seven picks, I don't know if there's like a, this is a cornerstone of who our team is going to be forever, but I definitely think that there's a few pro bowl candidate players in there that are, are going to make you better. So, I mean, is this some place, is this draft specifically seem like one where maybe a team could really fill a lot of holes and take a big leap if their kind of front office is good at evaluating talent? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, this one is going to just be uh, a little bit of the law of averages, right? I mean, the more opportunities you get to, to take a cut at this, you're going to find some solid players in here and, and make your roster better. Um, and if you're, if you're a team like, uh, like the giants or the Eagles, right? Like you're looking to plug in a lot of spots, right. Yeah. That, that are going to just, I need contributors today. Cause it doesn't seem like there's like a pits or anything like this player that you're kind of like forced into like uh, where people are going to shit on you. If you don't do it, it seems like very, like it can be open for teams to go in and get in the guy they get the guy they mm-hmm. want. Speaking of the guy they want on the clock, number one pick Jacksonville Jaguars is going to be GM by our guest, Jim. <laughs> uh, well, you know, my strategy on this changed a little bit when you told me uh, not to pick like who, <laughs> you know, how, what you think the team is going to pick like. <laughs> yeah, so right. pretend you're, you're not the Jacksonville front office. Pretend yeah, yeah, you're you an actual competent front yeah, office. You don't need to be on brand. I have the Texans <laughs> coming up. Like I'd be a complete <laughs> shithead just to really get right. this to, like legit vibes. Okay. So with that being said, um, in my opinion, with Jacksonville, their number one priority should be protecting the franchise. They took Trevor Lawrence. They want him to be there for three decades if possible. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not three decades, but you know what I'm saying? I, I watched a lot of Jacksonville, um, mostly because I have Trevor Lawrence as a dynasty quarterback. And I watched him because of his mobility, you know, make the line look better than they are. Um, and I know that they, they just franchised their left tackle. They have a right tackle. I don't believe in either one of those guys with the number one pick. The Jacksonville Jaguars are taking the best pass blocking tackle in this draft, which is Charles Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi. Oh, Charles Cross. Nice. Lot, watched a lot of Jacksonville Jaguars, more than we can say for Urban Meyer. So that's yeah, really did the no work. Kidding. Got in there. <laughs> right, exactly. And I just want to say, I want to say real quick, he's a he's a redshirt sophomore and he's probably the best pass blocking tackle in the draft. So I got, that strategy sure. kind of lines up with me. You feel good about that, most awesome? Uh, it's definitely shocking, right? Considering some of the top end talent that's on the board. And even in terms of like, yes, pass blocking, uh, offensive lineman. Yes. You could definitely make that argument, but you've also got Iki Iquanu as well as Evan Neal. So this is this, if you're Jim and this is like a scheme fit, it's like, am I going to put my cornerstone 
quarterback in the line of fire. No, I'm going to get the best pass protector. And you haven't heard a lot of, a lot of smoke. I've heard a lot of, you know, Hutchinson, uh, Trayvon Walker as of, as of recent, um, but I have not heard Charles Cross. So this is a big, you heard it first. And takes, takes a swing. All right. Up to uh, the second pick. we got most awesome GM in the Detroit lions. Very good. So now I'm, I'm, I'm the Detroit GM here. And obviously uh, so we also set it up so that we would pick for our own teams too. So uh, yeah. you may see some, some roll over here. Yeah. One no, of your it, options isn't actually sending your resume out and trying to get another GM job. Like you just actually have to right, do right. this for the Detroit lions. Right. Exactly. <laughs> forced yeah. in this. Okay. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's definitely needs at quarterback, you know, defensive line, defensive backs, cornerbacks. So if this, if this is the way that's shaking out Charles cross going one, I'm really excited because now I've got the hometown. I've got three guys that I'm probably eyeing up on the defensive line. I've got Adrian Hutchinson, or Aiden Hutchinson out of the University of Michigan, Trayvon Walker out of Georgia, and Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. And, you know, just looking at the Lions and 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 historically they want to build their their front lines, their front seven. Um, so I think they're gonna go again. We talked about highest floor, and I think of those three defensive linemen, they're gonna go with the hometown product and go with Hutchinson. As, as scary as it is for me as a Michigan fan, as well as a Lions fan, it's never a good omen to have like your team pick like a hometown guy. And then like, especially with a high, you know, number two pick in the draft, it always makes me nervous that they're going to not live up to their potential. Trayvon Walker is a, is a really like sexy pick of on the defensive line, not a lot of production and they love, I know, um, Dan Campbell loves Thibodeau for that kind of attitude, but also has a little bit of question marks on the love of the game. And I know Chris Spielman, uh, who's now a kind of a, um, uh, an advisor to the lions is big on that. So I'm going to go with Hutchinson. At I'm Thibodeau. proud of you. I'm very nice. proud of you. Got it. All right. Uh, so third pick, uh, I'm handling the Houston Texans and boy, am I loving it. Look at me having a blast picking for the Houston Texans. Uh, a lot of needs here. Uh, no surprises. We're looking at lines on both sides of the ball. Um, QB, I think it's uh, even looking out here. I know you got to go get your guy, but I think it's way too early in the draft to, you know, go for a QB. I weirdly think that, you know, I think what's his, what's his name in Houston? The QB there, the long neck Davis mills. Yeah. I think Davis mills might have a little shot at, you know, showing what he has this year. There doesn't seem to be like a lot of pressure on the Texans to win now. Yeah. Just new head coach. Happen. Yeah, so they can do it. So I think um, why not give a little bit of offensive line, an offensive line talent that will, you know, flex a little bit more towards the running game. And I picture this Texans not trying to blow you off, blows the doors off the field, but maybe a little bit more grind clock control. So I'm going to go with uh, the tackle. Um, Akeem, how do you pronounce this? NC State. Tackle from Ekwanu. NC State. Ekwanu. Ekwanu. Yep, Ekwanu. This is what I'm going with. Mark it Eki, Ekwanu. Yep. Um, I like this pick. Oh, you guys froze from me. Sorry. Um, I like this pick just for versatility's sake. Um, I actually thought you were going to go Evan Neal on this because he's played all over the offensive line, guard, right tackle, left tackle. Ooh, yeah. But I do think, you know, again, we're looking for upside. I think, you know, this is a good spot for him. He's, he could come in, fill in the offensive line. If they do end up moving on from um, – uh, Tunsil, their tackle. If they end up moving on from him, just because of the cap situation down there in Texas, um, I think he's a good one to kind of backfill after the fact. So, how how is the strategy, real fast? And you guys were, I mean, at, at this pace, we'll wrap up this podcast by Thursday. But I did want to <laughs> ask real fast, like, what is the strategy for? Offensive line. What makes an offensive lineman kind of interchangeable? And is that like, you know, is that? What is it like the equivalent to like a QB's accuracy or something? Like, is it something like an offensive line that it's like it just automatically puts them like head and shoulders above it? Or is it just kind of like, yeah, like ambidextrous, like fascinating, not really what we need? So I think I think some of it has to do with like how they played if they've been moved over. Like a guy like Evan Neal has played both left and right tackles as well as left guard and started, you know, in those positions at Alabama. So we know he knows techniques all the way around. And I think there are other times where you have in, in college, you'll see a lot of like undersized tackles, you know, maybe in that six, three with, you know, medium wingspan that could maybe fill in as a, as a tackle at the, you know, the kind of ideal measurables that you're looking for a tackle, but really you could move them inside to, 
to a guard position. Um, so I think in, in those two things, um, that's how they kind of like assess how you, the versatility of an offensive lineman plus a little scheme goes into that as well too. You know, what you, what the, what that player looks like and kind of, and can kind of uh, forecast for the future. Um, all right. With the fourth pick, Jim, you're up for the New York jets. Got it. I just want to say real quick though. I had Neil and Aquanu uh, back to back five and six. So uh, hmm. not, not much difference there. I don't think. Um, and I also, you know, Evan Neal does have weight issues that I would probably be a little worried about. Um, but we have both great pass blockers. Anyway, with the Jets, <clears throat> this is uh, tough because, you know, the Jets have needs everywhere. So do the Giants. They're, they're all up and down the top 10, both of them. They both have the same needs, which is everything. Um, let's just go. I'm going to go with my number one guy I have on, in the entire draft. Uh, being able to get him at four, I think, is great. Uh, it's a position of need. Um, he does have a little bit of an issue with the list Frank injury, but Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback, LSU. Derek Stingley going to cornerback. So this is a this is an interesting pick, right? Because this is a guy that his first year, 2019, uh, true freshman started for LSU, six INTs, 20 pass, 20 pass broke uh breakups, um, but has not been able to stay healthy the last two years, right? So it's really like, can he return to the 2019 form? Uh, if he is, he's the best corner in the draft. But if he cannot stay healthy, what are we getting here at four? Um, it's interesting that we go with another over him, over a guy like uh, Ahmad Gardner out of Cincinnati, uh, who, you know, arguably right now is on, I think on most people's top cornerback board there. Jim, what's your, what's your thoughts between those two players? Uh, you know, I love I love sauce, and I really wanted to make a baby gut sauce joke with this pick. Um, <laughs> but I think that just Derek Stingley is one of the most complete quarterbacks to come out in years. And if his foot is right, then you have you've got the best player in the draft, in my opinion. And because the Jets have two picks in the top ten, they can they could be a little risky here. So I like it. Yeah, good one. Uh, all right, with the number fifth pick, New York Giants. Ma, you're up. New York Giants. Ooh, New York Giants. Um, so this is where, you know, they have needs all over again. Um, edge rusher, tight end. Tight end's very weak in this draft, so I don't anticipate them. There's no Kyle yeah. Pitts in this draft. Um, obviously, they spent a lot last year offseason with the wide receivers. Uh, didn't produce much. Um, they're also kind of at a precipice with Daniel Jones. What are they going to do with him? Um, I don't think that they make a move for a quarterback. There's no quarterback in here that's going to you know, uh, be an improvement over Daniel Jones immediately right now. So I think what yep. they look at is, is they drafted Andrew Thomas out of Georgia last year to play left tackle. Um, I mentioned it multiple times here. Versatility is important to them. I think they're going to go with Evan Neal. They can move him over um, to the right tackle spot, have two bookend tackles, uh, and then look to fill in and figure out what the, the offense is going to look like, you know, quarterback wise, maybe next year or look at some something trade or something like that, or something in free agency next year. So I'm going with Evan Neal out of Alabama. Like it. Um, all right. What do you think, Jim? You good with Evan Neal? Yeah. You said, you said weight, weight issues, weight concern. Well, yeah, but I mean, is that, is that a negative or a positive in your lineman? I don't know. <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're saying the lineman's big. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So I have the six pith Carolina Panthers. I feel like this is, I feel like I'm reaching a little bit here, but the Panthers just with kind of the quarterback confusion and stuff, it seems like they want kind of, um, some sort of jolt of energy, some sort of jolt of life, a pick that, that they can get excited about, even though coming off the, the ACL injury, it still doesn't seem like with the quarterback situation up in the air that it's not quite as rushed as I would think about getting someone in there to necessarily win now. So I'm going to go with Jamison Williams, wide receiver out of Alabama. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? You killed me. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a little, it's a little early, but I don't, I, I just, sometimes I look at teams and that need an energy pick that haven't had a lot of things going on. And that's just flashy enough for me that I think the Panthers are like, don't forget about us. Like we're still here. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a bold move, bold pick. I mean, if he returns to form in his one year, that's what Brandon likes to do. He likes to be a bold picker. Um, but you know, if he, he comes back, you've got, uh, do they still have Robbie Anderson? 
now you've got two speedy guys out there in Carolina. And then you've got, uh, oh, drink everybody. I can't remember the wide receiver's name. Shit. Oh, uh, Robbie him. Anderson. What? Christian McCaffrey. Robbie Anderson. The other, Robbie, no, <laughs> Robbie Anderson. Robbie, Anderson. The, other, <laughs> Robbie. The, other, the other wide receiver that I can't remember. Where's number two? Nah, fuck. What's his name? Jim, help uh, what? Wait, DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Thank oh, you, DJ Moore. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Now you've got like some, you know, Matt Rule has got some some tools, and I think he's definitely in a win mode, win now mode, right? Matt Rule is probably yeah. going to be on the hot seat. That's what I went. A little bit of a reach. Who you got, Jim? You're picking seventh uh, for the New York Giants. Giants got another pick here. They went with the tackle, Evan Neal, with their last pick. Where do they go here? Um, I think. <sighs> Let's see here. For the Giants at seven, my two guys that I had were Evan Neal, OT, Alabama, and Equanu, OT, NC State. So that being said, you've taken them both. I'm just going to slip right down here and say the Giants need everything. And um, why not take what is possibly the best edge on the board, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau? Thibodeau. 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 Beefing up that D. Yep. How do you like that, MA? I like it. Number one player out of high school coming in there. Slotted number one early preseason polls for the draft. Um, you know, an interesting character off the field to say the least. You know, and I think I think it really is, you know, putting him in New York is going to be a very interesting situation, right? With the New mm. York media and this guy. But I do think like I know the Lions, like Sewell, who played with him one year at Oregon, absolutely loved him. All of his teammates rave about him, love him. So if he can bring that energy, you could have potentially like a, I don't want to put too much praise on it, but like a Lawrence Taylor level edge rusher with personality and like just that fun, you know, the, the, that, the, the guy, he could be the guy for that franchise. Uh, I think it's a very good pick for the, for the Giants. Very good draft for the Giants to start. Yeah, and I, I got to say real quick, you know, he, he already does the hardest thing well. He's got a great bend and first step, and he knows how to turn the edge like a veteran. So, I mean, you know, maybe not the most, like, complete, like, technician or whatever, and um, it might rely on some, like, violence, but he, he could be taught past brush moves. And so, yeah. I, I, you know, nothing wrong with that guy. Yeah, it's all, all right. about it's all about commitment for him. And so now I've got the, the eighth pick here with the Atlanta Falcons. You know, they they just signed Marcus Mariota, so it's not – they traded away Matt Ryan, the franchise, the face of the franchise forever. Now they have Marcus Mariota. Mm, it's electric. a little – it's <laughs> electric, sizzling. It's a little <laughs> too early, I think. I don't think Arthur Smith is really ready to, you know, venture his franchise on a quarterback in this dra draft, the second-year head coach. Um, I, I did have targeted a uh, Jamison Williams in there. Um, but I do think their wide receiver depth is pitiful, especially with Ridley being suspended. They're going to go with the most uh, healthy number one wide receiver in this draft. They're going to go with Garrett Wilson out of Ohio. You fill out the rest. Garrett Wilson. I think Garrett Wilson and the Falcons right there. All right. Uh, I'm jumping to the nine spot Seattle Seahawks. Um, some needs here, obviously the train away, Russell Wilson Kind of just like a vibe of starting over again, though. I just don't think there's a QB talent here to really just take a big plunge and go digging for it. So I think maybe look a little bit more to the defense and see what we can get kind of best available. And I'm going to go with um, this edge rusher out of Purdue. Is his name George? Karloftis. Karloftis, yeah. Give me, give me that. Give me that guy. <laughs> Wow, this is a big this is a big jump here for Karloftis. Um, you know, they had some other, you know, uh, edge rushers. Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State had one-year production. Karloftis, a three-year starter out of Purdue. Um, be like some beefy. Give him, give him there to the Seahawks. Yeah. Very good. Um, yeah, so with the 10th pick, Jim, you've got uh, the Jets again. I will just say real quick. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. One thing about Karloftis that you, you, I like, remember I was saying, you know, kind of after in a draft like this, you, you might have to just throw out where they were picked, you know, and once they're on your team, just concentrate on what they can do. And yeah. I feel like 
you know, he's kind of played all over the line and he could end up being a, a defensive tackle at some point. So if it doesn't work out at defensive end, there's always, you can probably still get some use out of him. Oh, yeah. Boy, Carl Loftus. I know. I'm just like, I want to wake up and coach a football team. If Carl Loftus is in my locker room, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I get fucking, I get, you get fucking juiced. Carl Loftus. Loftus. <laughs> well, right, I New York Jets. Ten, ten, New York Jets. And um, you guys are making me pivot all over the place because you keep taking my guys. So um, <laughs> that's the point uh, of previous this. pick, previous pick you had with the Jets was cornerback Derek uh, Stingley Jr. Correct. And um, I think now that I'm looking here, um, what do we have left? I think, no, I can't bring myself to do that. So I'm going to go ahead and um, with the Jets, I'm going to take Jermaine Johnson. Right. Good move. So Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine Johnson. Edge, Florida State. Second, yeah. Originally signed E out of uh uh signed with georgia originally didn't didn't uh got in some trouble went to juco actually was on uh last chance you for a season there to be on on netflix there uh at independence community college um came in then had a awesome season for the florida state team even though um they didn't have a great season overall but really increases his draft status i would definitely think like you know, in terms of edge rushing and Salee, the head coach for the Jets, fortifying the defensive side of the ball with Stingley and Jermaine Johnson is going to be something that he's going to love those those tools. Um, all right, so now we're sitting here at 11, the Washington Commanders. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of j- jokes here about me being the franchise manager here for the general manager for the Commanders. So, um. Looking at their two needs, right? I don't know if, you know, with, with uh, Williams and Wilson off the board, wide receiver wise, I know they could definitely use some wide receiver help, but they also need uh, some secondary help. And so we're now we're looking at sauce Gardner, who's starting to kind of free fall. I don't think anyone who's kind of projecting this would look at sauce Gardner at, at 11. And here he is sitting here, arguably one of the best corners in the draft, or do you take a guy like Kyle Hamilton, uh, a guy who has been, you know, huge production at Notre Dame, little questionable on some 40 times here on his pro day, ran a four, seven, ran a four, four, five, nine at the combine. So this is a real question mark for the commanders, but I think ultimately they settle on and they go with uh, sauce Gardner at 11, the way everything's shaken out. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's just kind of like um, it it feels it fills a need and it seems to be yeah. like, uh, you know, a really good you don't want to use value, I think, with that level of talent, especially being, you know, arguably the best in the position coming into the draft could be the best. But um, yeah, great pick. And, I mean, because it's definitely good. And I was no, I was going to say and feels like now the new prototype of corners, six, three long arms, rangy. Uh, didn't give up in a, a passing touch on his entire coll- collegiate career. Yeah. Cause it was definitely a need for the, the Vikings also. So I think the Vikings were looking at Ahmad Gardner, which has the pick right now, uh, 12 overall com- coming after that. So it feels like a little bit of, of a pivot, but I mean, I don't know if I go safety here just cause of the need in cornerback. Like, um, so I think we just go a little bit deeper and take maybe a, the second best corner, uh, Trent McDuffie. Yeah. Out of Washington. Really good athlete, um, not the size that uh, that that um, Stingley or uh, Gardner have, but but a really good athlete and smart football player. Washington has had a historically good, you know, kind of putting out, turning out defensive backs. Yeah, that's uh, wild. Draft. That's three three cornerbacks down in the first. Yeah, uh, in the, the first, first twelve picks. picks. Um, all right, thirteenth, Houston Texans. I was oh, just Jim, gonna say Jim gets the Texans this time. Have a blast. Um, I, I just want to say real quick on him uh that he's great in the run game too. So yeah. he could real real good tackling in the open field. So um let me just go ahead and knock him off because I'm uh, I'm keeping up with this with my uh, spreadsheet like I usually do. Um I can't believe that this is happening. Um <laughs> that this is about to happen. All right, Houston, Texas. All right, here this one's gonna happen. <clears throat> Joe's gonna kill me. All right. What I'm doing here is uh, I'm making a trade. 
Houston, Houston Texans are trading the number 13 pick. Kansas City trades 29, 62, and a 2023 third for a pick 13 and a 2023 conditional fourth. Now, that sounds like a lot, but you can obviously tell that I ran it through the ringer to make sure that that trade works. So It was the the 29th pick? 29th and 62. So KC has 29 and 30. So they keep 30. They give up 29. They move to 13. And um, originally, I thought about moving up. I had to adjust this a little bit in the fly here. But I originally thought about moving up and taking Jameson Williams. But you guys were too quick on that one. We're going for with, we're going with Kyle Hamilton, safety from Notre Dame. <clears throat> I know that we're going to get a lot of flack from going up and getting a safety, trading up to get a safety when you can get a safety later. But I think, honestly, he's the best, second best uh, player in the draft. He's a smart player that gets the ball before anyone else. He's, he had a bad knee injury, but he plays way faster than drills, and he could, he could even realistically play linebacker. Um, he's, he's a unicorn athlete. He could play all over the field. Now you might say, okay, the chiefs have two safeties already. They play with three, almost hundred mm-hmm. percent of the time. And it erases a lot of the cornerback problems by playing three safeties. And we just lost a lot of corners and there are not a lot of corners left for you to, for me to move up and take. So Kyle Hamilton to the chiefs. Yeah. I like it. Cause you can match up on some of those big wide receivers that are in your division as well, too. He can get a little, you know, spread him out in some coverage. So I do like the versatility of Hamilton. Um, I do wonder though if if a team like the Texans makes that trade or if they they value Hamilton. You gotta you gotta think that they 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 don't they have more needs on their roster than virtually any team in here. So do you think like just from just for playing devil's advocate because we know you're a KC fan, do you think Houston makes that trade? Just to be devil's advocate back at you, when I thought about this, I oh. thought, well, if the Houston Are we Texans, double advocating off? Double, double advocate. Double two, advocate. Two scoops of double, double If I'm going to trade with a team that's going to make a dumb trade, wouldn't it be the Texans? Oh, there you go. Oh, I see that's you, fine. sir, and I raise you. I guess that's kind of interesting because that might be a safe spot to get there, get a QB if Houston was eyeing anybody. So that's why that's what would make sense to me is just like if they were looking at maybe – a skill position that might've been too much of a stretch for that 13 slot, or maybe trading down to get a few more assets and still get your guy makes sense. But yeah, we'll I see, think we'll there'll be we'll QBs available at the end of the, the end of the round. Yeah. Uh, all right. 14 Baltimore Ravens. MA you're up. Baltimore, the Ravens going to make an unsexy pick, but I think interior lineman, he's probably going to be the best one that's out there in this draft uh, going with Iowa's Tyler Linderbaum. It's going to slug in right there at center. Um, given their kind of run heavy offense, uh, and you know, they they signed Moses, uh, uh, in the uh, right tackle spot, Ronnie Staley in the left spot. Uh, I think they're going to go and solidify the middle there with Tyler Linderbaum. Tyler, he's Linderbaum. A, is he a wrestler? I think he's a wrestler too. Yeah, yeah, all those Iowa boys love to wrestle. <laughs> yeah, you can't go wrong with a wrestling guy from iowa i mean no no for sure so Tyler bomb all right you got so it. you're you're at the 15th um, pick b right you're at the 15th pick right now i'm at 15 hand all right so hold on hold on if I, I'm, I'm i might want to proposition you here as the steelers Ooh. for your 15th overall pick now yeah. now the the move the value that the uh chiefs just loaded up to go and jump up to 13 yeah. um I was I wasn't going to come up with such a godfather offer. However, I was going to give you the Steelers twentieth and their second uh, for Philadelphia's fifteenth overall pick. So you move back five spots, mm-hmm. five spots. You pick. I still up, have I still have a pick at eighteen. You still have a pick at eighteen. Now you get eighteen and twenty, and then you have fifty-one and fifty-two, and eighty-three and one hundred and one in the top hundred and one picks here. And looking at the, the Eagles, you, you, you pick up that another second round pick again, just adding up there. Do you yeah, make this? And you also make this like, yeah, I'm, it's, it's Philadelphia here, bro. Like I just I fucking pull triggers. I just start swinging on things before I know what the situation is. So I'm in. You're I'm in. in fucking, All right. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So the Steelers trade up and they're going to take Malik Willis out of Liberty. They're going to go for it. They signed our, our, our boy, um, Mitchell Trubisky, 
right. To be the <laughs> starting quarterback here. They're going to let Mitchell to take, take uh, some lumps here in the transition. He's going to be the fall guy for the post Ben Roethlisberger era. You never want to be the guy to fill in the shoes after the guy, the hall of famer leaves. So they're going to let uh, Mitchell be the sacrificial lamb in Pittsburgh for one year. Let Malik learn as he can do in one of the most stable franchises in there and take a little training uh, from the, some of the best uh, offensive coordinators out there. I'm going with Malik Willis. That's a great landing spot for him, really. Because I think the problem with that guy is that he abandons the pocket too quick. And once he's on the run, he, he, he's no longer accurate. And that is not what they're going to ask him to do at Pittsburgh. I mean, they're used to the biggest statue in the NFL back there. So, right. <laughs> you know, that's not bad. All right, with 16th, we got New Orleans Saints. Jim, that's you. Okay. Um, the Saints, you know, I thought about I thought about moving ahead of Carolina to take Willis actually at one point, but I didn't think that was actually a great idea for for them. Um, honestly, they could use uh, a receiver. I think the top receivers are gone. Um, they could use a lineman. I think the top linemen are gone. I think that they're going to take the best player on the board here since they have a couple of picks here. And for what I have, that's uh, Nicobe Dean out of Georgia, inside linebacker, kind of a heat-seeking missile of a linebacker. I like Nicobe it. Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean, smart player, a little bit undersized. Uh, didn't Questionable because he didn't really like test anywhere on pro day or the combine and let, let his tape speak for himself. Uh, I really like Nicobe Dean. He's a fucking like, he's that alpha guy that I think other defensive players, much like Derwin James was for the Chargers. I think Nicobe Dean is going to be a guy that's going to kind of command the locker room a little bit, plays with a lot of passion. I like him. I think he's going to fit in well in, in New Orleans. All right. In All New right. Orleans. Yep. 17 pick the Los Angeles Chargers. MA, you're up. So I think, I think the Chargers are excited about this. Um, they have some O-line needs. They have some defensive line needs. So there's a couple, you know, I've, I've heard Trevor Penning at this spot, Jordan Davis at this spot. Um, Charles Cross potentially could have been there, but he, he got to take a number one. I don't think they were expecting that. So I think that they're going to sit there and, and look at it and go, we're in an arms race in the AFC West. We, we just spent a lot of money on Mike Williams. We have Keenan Allen, all, although he's a little nicked up. I think they're going to go, let's give me a, a fucking guy that's going to stretch the field. Give me Chris Olave out of Ohio. You fill out the rest. Chris Olave. Is this the second OSU player you've drafted? Don't mention it. What are you, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? Also, I, I give stats from all angles. I give those fun <laughs> stats that you got to dig for a little bit that you don't see on your own. Second Ohio State. Got a fan here. Um, That's, uh, you know, for as much as I believe in um, Garrett Wilson, I don't believe in in Olave. That's just my opinion. What did you like about him? Uh, Well, first of all, he, like, he, he was never, because he played, you know, on such a high productive offense, he never, he never had to really beat anyone. And he, and he's still not much of a root runner. He kind of sits in pockets or, uh, he's thin and does play physical, and I don't know. I just I, I think he's kind of limited. All right, we got a lot of needs for the Philadelphia Eagles. Finally, after trading, letting the Steelers trade up, even though Philadelphia had this pick from the New Orleans Saints. Uh, with this right here, like we said, uh, plenty of holes that they need filled. Um, I'm gonna go with an edge rusher here, beef up the D a little bit, and draft Trayvon Walker Ooh. out of Georgia. We kind of it's forgot about him. Yeah, it's not a bad spot. I mean, people are talking about him going to Jacksonville number one, and that's that's a that's a bus pick, if so. But here, not you know, that's yeah, it's a little bit. It, it's yeah, it seemed like a like a need they had, and it's definitely um, at least where I was looking around different stuff. I had um ranked twelve overall in the draft, so it seemed like a good good value spot for a need. Yeah, I had him at fourteen. Yeah, awesome. Uh, New Orleans Saints are back up again. That's you, Jim. Yeah. Um, so actually this is, this is something that I actually did look up is that the saints, um, need a guard. Um, and right around here, I don't think that it's a problem. You get the best guard in the draft, which is Kenyon green at a Texas A&M. I like it. Um, Kenyon green. 
out of, out of Texas A&M, uh, I was looking at the Patriots potentially taking him at 21 there. Uh, Kenyon Green, you think he's the best card over Zion Johnson? Um, I, you know, um, I don't know. Don't make me defend it. <laughs> we got a lot of, we got a lot of drafting to do. Yeah. Here. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I shouldn't really put, you know, I shouldn't really put you on the spot on, on guard questions. You know, quarterbacks, maybe if you, if you want to go into Kenny Pickett over Desmond Ritter, sure. But let's not go deep into uh, fucking Zion Johnson and uh, Kenyon Green. All right. We'll take it. I like it. Uh, right. Eagles back on the clock at 20. Um, so they got that edge rusher again. I think they start to look for playmakers here. So I think taking a flyer and a wide receiver makes sense. And I'm going with uh, Drake London out of USC. I like this pick. I like this pick opposite uh, Devonte Smith, right? Polished route runner. Now you give yourself a, a red zone target, a bigger guy, athletic, you know, kind of that uh, in that Mike Williams vein, somebody who can go up and get it. Uh, I know Jim has had some questions about his separation ability. Again, he didn't run in his pro day nor on the combine. So you're just going to kind of have to evaluate the speed on the tape, but for a, a, a role that he could fill in kind of that red zone threat, I do like him opposite Devonte Smith. All right. Now I can't get into Bill Belichick's head with this number 21 pick for the Patriots. So, I mean, I think, you know, you see their needs. I'm sure there's a guy that I even heard of that it's almost worth him making the flex just to dig really deep and surprise everyone. I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to, you know, try to pull something cute just for doing it. I do see linebacker is a need. So I'm going to go with Devin Lloyd out of Utah. Smart pick. Good one. Devin Lloyd out of Utah. I'm sorry. Can I just say one thing about Drake London? I, ha- I have to take this time. There just, 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 just this one nugget. And I'm not saying that he's going to be a bust um, at all, you know, and I know where he's ranked and a lot. Of, I have, I haven't watched nearly as you know, much tape any uh, as other people, but uh, I just have this one nugget and I want to just say it right here. Since 2017, there have been 152, excuse me, 152 instances of a power five wide receiver gaining at least 750 yards in a single season minus screen passes. Here's the list ranked by percentage of receptions coming on contested catches. Number one, JJ Arthago Whiteside. Number two, Nikhil Harry. Number three, another season of JJ Arthago Whiteside. Number four, Jalen Rager. Number five, Drake London. Number six, Denzel Mims. That is a who who who's who of bust receivers. I like how you I like how you yes. said Arthago. You really like hit that buzz. Yeah. yeah, twice. Yeah, not once but twice. No bust <laughs> in your talking, pronunciation. Quit talking shit on my draft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. But people make that many contested catches. Is it because they, you know, are great at it or they can't get open? I just something I thought about. Good point. And or or it could be just, you know, middling quarterback play at the collegiate level. I mean, we have to, we do have to, we do yep. have to think about that. But you know, it is one at this point too. This is where you're in that spot where it's like, is this potentially like a guy that? Yeah, we invested a first round pick, but this guy isn't going to be a first round player for us. Or are you going to get a guy? That's just going to be like a solid, you know, grinded out player. And with the number 22 overall, Jim, you're back on the clock with the Green Bay Packers. And I will Venmo you $5 right now to take a quarterback. Just so <laughs> <laughs> He loves Rogers. Uh, first, tell me, tell me who, what, what was the linebacker that you just took? Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd. That's a great pick. I didn't want to shit on him, that pick too, because that's my number nine overall player. That's a great pick. Um, okay. So, with the Green Bay Packers, um, at this point, I think, you know, I know that they need a, a receiver really bad. But instead of reaching on a receiver, I'm not going to – Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do what, what their GM will do and not give Aaron Rodgers that receiver that he wants. And instead, give them tackle Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. Ooh. Beefing up the line to give Aaron Rodgers all the time in the world to look around and be like, who the fuck are these guys I'm throwing to? Yep. What's, uh, what was the name? You said Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa. Trevor Penning. Copy that. Interesting. All right. So now I'm, I'm picking here for the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. And, um, you know, we're looking at this as, you know, Chandler, Chandler Jones is no longer there. Um, 
JJ White is often injured. So we really have to start to think about, I know coach Kranz crapple hopper really like, you know, wants to uh, draft another wide receiver, but I don't think he can quite do it. And with all the run on edge rushers here, we're going to have to start to look at um, who's the, who's the next best edge rusher off here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a guy who transferred into Penn state. I'm going with Arnold Ebo Katie. Sorry if I butchered his name there. Good athlete. Uh, needs a little bit of refinement on his pass rushing skills, but he's a really like long explosive athlete. And I think like with a little development, with a little seasoning, he could be one of the better edge rushers in there and learning from a guy like JJ Watts and kind of a, a mentorship program, I think is going to be somebody or someone that's going to benefit from that. So I'm going to go with uh, Ebu Katie. Love it. Great. Okay. 24 overall, we got the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, historically and you know always used to them trying to make a splash and make some sort of sexy pick here um i don't know if i can do that like i like you know i like their weapons i think they have to be pretty confident in their receivers at least one of them you know that the running game it seemed to be almost like a like they've kind of just evolved that into a dual threat thing and it seems like they're all in you know, on, on the quarterback, finally getting that contract landed with Dak. So I'm going to take care of Dak a little bit. Um, grab the tackle out of central Michigan. Um, Bernard, Bernard, Bernard Raymond. Yeah. Let's go chips. Fire up chips. He, <laughs> isn't he Aus- Australian, right? The Aus- Aussie. Uh, I think he's Austrian, isn't he? Oh, Austrian. That's it. Yes. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's close. I was like, wait a second. It was so close that I, yeah. So he's real old too. I think he's almost twenty five. He's he's, he's a little on the older side. Played tight end early in his years. Good athlete uh, for the offensive tackle. Limited experience in there, but you know, like you said, you've got to you got to solidify the offensive line. And with the kind of run on that, I think that they're probably hoping for Penning to fall to them at that point. But you know, the Packers scooped him up. So we got we got the Buffalo Bills at twenty five with Jim. Where Jim tries to implode the Bills, clear that path <clears throat> for the Chiefs. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, I really wanted to get an edge here for um, the Bills, and you know, frankly, they're kind of all gone. So, um, you know what the Bills could use? They could use. Oh, Anthony's going to kill me if I do this, but I feel like they have gone running back and they've had some bad luck there. And I really just really like Brees Hall. So I think right here, I'm going Brees Hall for the bills and just fix that running back position and not wait on anybody to get healthy. Oh man. A first round running back after all the chatter on that. Can we do that anymore? Is that allowed? I I was going to say, I was like, B if you, if you waited deep into that pod, you know that B has a strict no first round running back rule coming out of here. He shunned it. Oh, I, I do too. I do too, but I just don't, I don't, you know, you took all the edges and all the receivers I like. So, so you're like, how can I fucking blow this pick for the Bills? And you're like, give me a running back. Perfect. <laughs> that's, that's corporate espionage right there. That's finest. Um, all right. So I'm at the, the Texans here at 26. Titans. Um, Titans, right? Oh, what did I say? What did I say? Texans, yeah, the Titans. Yeah, whatever. Fucking either or. <laughs> some, uh, the Titans. forgettable AFC South team. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, I think that they were hoping for a guy like Carl Loftus, but they, they lost him. Kenyon Green, also gone. So now they're looking and they're de- debating between interior linemen, right, protecting their investments or adding a little weaponry to the outside. Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. <sighs> could fill in that role, especially with AJ Brown, potentially wanting to force his way out. I think they're going to go with Traylon Brooks, have two physical wide receivers kind of bullying a little Debo Samuel mold for Traylon. So let's go with him at, uh, at 26 there. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are pissed. Cause oh, that's, that's what that little gas. That's oh. where that target was going. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, didn't get the guy. Um, all right. 27th overall. Um, Buccaneers, I'm back up at the plate. 
uh, got that quarterback situation figured out just in time. Got that head coach situation figured out as well. Um, going to go with, I think looking towards defense best on the board, like you guys are right on this, this edge kind of just seems to be digging a little bit. Feel ready for this. Um, what if I do, what if I do the safety Lewis sign out of Georgia? I like it. Big yeah. athlete, strong Lewis scene out of Georgia played all over the ball. So you're getting a lot of versatility with him and you're just adding more to that, that defensive need there. A little bit of a luxury pick I would say, but you know, they're, they're, they're they could afford some luxuries over there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll go with it. Um, all right, Jim, you're on the clock. Green Bay Packers back up 28th. Lost that wide receiver that we heard you about. Jerry yep. Brooks not there. Where did he go? <clears throat> yeah, sorry. I'll try to keep my um, gasping. That was great. No, it's live. It's, <laughs> it, was, it was real theater of the mind. You're like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, they're going to pivot. They're going to take a real hard look and they're going to hope that, you know, he's much faster and shiftier than the way he tests because all of his tape seems to say so. Jahan Dotson, wide receiver, Penn State. Jahan Dotson. Wide receiver, great red. Okay, so uh, real fast, let's break this down. I know you got the next picks coming up, so you can probably talk about it. Why Jahan Dotson over on the list that I have built? I have Garrett Wilson and Sky more dramatically above. Is that is that not Garrett, what you're seeing? Well, Garrett Wilson's gone. Oh, yeah. We he's can't drafted earlier. Drafted. <laughs> he's great gone. He's right fucking here. gone. Gives <laughs> a shit. He's fucking gone. Yeah, and what was the other one that you said? Uh, Sky Moore Sky out of Western Moore. Michigan. Um, you know, I just, I mean, I don't I know what to say. I, I like it. All right. I have him rank higher. <laughs> well, that's what you have to say perfect we do uh, i like i like how you came at it very like uh de niro he's be like in, in uh goodfellas be like he's gone he's gone and he's gone he's gone brandana's just he's gone the fucking he's gone he's gone um all right 29th this is houston texans this houston is texas they, trading down into the two spot yep. yep and they are going to go ahead and take kenny pickett quarterback out of pittsburgh there it is second quarterback off the board. Yeah. I think this makes, this makes sense for me just like, and I'm glad we kind of got to play it out, get to see the other team's needs. And this to me is where this quarterback lands. And it, it seems like a fit team wise. Uh, Kansas city chiefs at 30. Uh, yep. <clears throat> and you know, let's see, we've taken a safety real high. We've got no edges left. We got no wide receivers left. And, um, you know, honestly, I think that we might have to go here. Uh, oh, God, do I do it? I, I mean, I have to do it. I have to do it for me. I mean, yeah. Andrew Booth. A Andrew Booth Jr. Oh, shit. Cornerback, Clemson. Nice. That was uh, legit who we had up for our next pick on the board, <laughs> these Bengals. Andrew Booth Jr., great. Bengals at 31. Um, they're just digging, they're scrambling. They're like, fuck it. The chiefs fucked us, but you know, a little payback for that AFC championship. Fair enough. Uh, they are going to go with Daxton Hill out of Michigan. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Great pick. One well, best athletes in the draft. Awesome athlete can, can really kind of play in that, like, corner safety hybrid role a lot of you know you think like tyron matthew what they used him to kind of cover some of the receivers in the slot i like dax hill the the lions i almost thought you guys were goading me into taking two michigan players <laughs> after taking two ohio players he, he's like he's like honey badger though when he used to tackle right exactly yes and that's the thing is he's he still has some some um some ability in there. So now the lions are kind of scrambling here at this pick. I'm kind of scrambling at this pick. Yep. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're yeah, on, uh, totally on brand <laughs> trying to figure it out on the fly here. Um, you know, so here's the thing. So, uh, so we're kind of struggling here. Do we take 
a Desmond Ritter at 32, um, which I don't, I don't think that they're going to do. I think again, they're going to want to um, solidify the offensive line. Like I said, they, they have Jonah Jackson. Um, they've been kind of kicking around, but I think that they're going to go uh, the kid out of Boston college, Zion Johnson, solidifying that kind of interior lineman. They, they, they have their tackles. I think they're going to go with Zion Johnson out of Boston college. Zion Johnson. And guys, that concludes our draft. What do you got, Jim? Um, man, it was tough not to not to pull the trigger on Christian Watson, just a guy that tests off the tape. I would have loved him for the Chiefs. I would have loved to have moved up and and gotten um, Williams, but you took him so quick. Uh, I gotta say, most awesome, um, Jaquan Brisker, great safety right there. I mean, oddly good in coverage, could almost play corner. Right. Um, and could have been, could have been your replacement. I actually have him rated above Daxton Hill. So that's Ooh. interesting. Ooh. Okay. Yep. If um, you like, if you like edge rushers and you like cornerbacks, get your popcorn ready. Get your popcorn that. ready. That's right. Going down. We'll post this on our Instagram. Take a look at it. Um, Jim, thanks so much for joining me. Man. You got we it. had a lot of fun doing all that homework and prepping for it. Uh, sure. You judged yeah. the Neapolitan showdown for us real fast. Let's do it. All right. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. All right, Neapolitan Showdown. That's right, 215 episodes. I don't want to hear it when you're just like, what are they ranking? We rank days of the week once. We rank best times. Today we're doing not best times like, hey, was the most fun you've ever had? Like actual literal times of day. 714 in the PM. (laughs) Today we are ranking best light sources. I love light, bro. I love seeing shit. You love light? I love, yeah, I like that. I love love that admission. You're like, I'm I'm just going to tell everybody, I love light. I'm a big light head, bro. You start illuminating shit. I'm all in. Well, you, look at me. Stoked. I'm really, I'm backlit really hot right here. We can see you're that. Pe- on the- you're peacocking with that light. You're I am peacocking a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to really kind of fit this Neapolitan showdown here. That's perfect. Um, all right. In my three spot, my, out of my favorite lights, got headlights on cars. Just oh, got to have it. Got hundred percent necessary. It's uh, safety. It's like one of those lights. There are no, you know, light goes out in your house you can kind of feel around you can find a fuse box whatever just go on with your life your headlights all of a sudden shut off like you get a problem you have a problem cars can't see you illuminates the road see all the stuff it's just it's good shit you got to go like uh growing up the country too you gotta you know get the high beams and low beams you gotta know how to toggle back can't get those in people's eyes yeah oh there you go that's good etiquette brandana hates the although he loves headlights from from Mm -hmm. cars he hates when you don't toggle Gotta back toggle. And forth. You gotta, you gotta toggle, toggle back and forth. It's yeah, it's just a way like you're just showing up on the page to be like, hey, like all of us are sharing these roads together. Yes. Here's what I can do for you as a solid. Of, like, I need this for my vision, but I don't want to fuck with yours. So your car is getting closer. I'm gonna drop into those low beams mm-hmm. as just kind of a headlight high five almost to let you know that I'm team you getting safely down the road. Just a little car tip of the cap, right? Tip as you pass them. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. That's my three. Exactly. All right. Baby. I like it. Headlights I like baby. it. I was not anticipating headlights coming out of our spot, but that's <laughs> yeah. what, that's the game here. That's what it is. <laughs> that is what it's all about. It's ridiculous. So, um, <laughs> Brandon is also not a fan of the padiddle either. No Mm-mm. fucking padiddles. No. Get your shit together, people. Absolutely. Go to, go to AutoZone. Get yourself a head, another headlight. Um, I'm going to go it's 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 all the rage recently it's all the rage recently this is a new light source on the scene yeah i know i don't (laughs) right i know people are like oh who's the new kid on (laughs) on the block for for light fixtures yeah yeah Uh, for sure but i'm going with my number three which is the ring light this is all over (laughs) i never i didn't realize this 
light switch on the sea. What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> Ring light, absolutely. I, I love how you guys give me no parameters whatsoever on what how to how to judge this. It's, one is like absolutely. just your life literally <laughs> depends on it. And the other one kind of makes your face illuminated a little bit more. Uh, not much more. Yeah, it's just like new, it's new on the sea. It's the new <laughs> it's the hot new light light around town. Like just exactly. really, like, everyone's talking about it. Yeah. Um, all right. How do you how do you judge that, Jen? Oh, I mean, like, what what gaffer do you know that you promised that this would be? You know, <laughs> really we, we got one. Yeah. We got one for you. Um, I'm gonna have to go with headlights. Uh, Fair for for obvious. obvious I disagree with. Everyone uses them. Almost no one uses <laughs> ring lights. Yeah. Um, all right. The number two spot. Um, I got the candle. You know. Fuck trying to chain me to technology, to electricity. Like this is just illumination at will. I can take it around with me. It's it's portable. Yeah. It's, it sets sets a mood. It's it's fun to watch. It's natural. It's it's old school. It's you know, it's one of the granddaddies of light themselves. Been around for a beat. For sure. OG of lights. <laughs> That's what the game is. Candle, candle of the two spots. <laughs> <laughs> that's really uh, funny okay i love candles uh candles also a little negative on candles number one uh cause of of home fires candles people getting a little too comfortable in that and that they forget about it you know it's like yeah you know they forget about the candles in there and they melt well, but down and- in like kind of underneath this umbrella candle umbrella too i mean we're talking like we're talking birthday cakes talking you know oh okay we're, oh, now candles we're talking light up. candle versatility right yeah 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 right fan of the opera like really mm-hmm. send the mood right all those can candles. play all over the line yeah exactly <laughs> play all over the line yeah. exactly versatile af yeah exactly high <laughs> high illumination iq grade them out as a first round pick um so i'm going with so here's the thing i love your number two at candle because mine is what do we do when there's not any light you said we lose power what do we do we yeah. either look for a candle or there you go with this, we yeah. look to candle's cousin the flashlight yeah. light yeah. on demand i don't have to mm-hmm. worry about there's no there's no multiple steps to a candle that there is to the flashlight right i don't have to find matches i don't have to locate a, a, a suitable candle holder i just go into that drunk drawer that we all have pull out yeah. the 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 flashlight flick it and we're going, we're going, we're moving. We've got light. I don't worry. I'm not worried about burning down my house. Take I'm not it out, worried. flick it. Yeah, that's, that's great. Exactly. Basically the tutorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just, I just walked you through on how to operate. <laughs> here's, here's what I'll give the flashlight. Not a lot of items in your house get the don't fucking move me status. Yes. Flashlight gets that. Flashlight has its spot and you don't move it from the spot. When you do, flashlight's got to go back there because you got to be able to find it like in the dark. Not a lot of appliances kind of hanging around get that candles you know all around the place so there is just kind of this this respect that you got to yeah. give a flashlight now yeah sure. absolutely good light source bro good light source how do you judge the number two you know i gotta i gotta go back to safety on this one again sure. just uh work for you in the first one i mean a candle okay if you if there's a murder in your basement do you grab the candle or do you grab the <laughs> flashlight uh right I, you know, one, the candle stick one's going to make you look 15 percent hotter on a date and the other one's going to save your life Ooh. also (laughs) let's not forget about the use of flashlights around the campfire scary story time yeah baby that's that's a flashlight that's flashlights domain yeah hat on a hat here you already won it you didn't (laughs) all right okay all right campfire we got it uh campfire that's pretty close my number one source of light this is just for the all-around mood how you're gonna be hard pressed to find a person not into this, or it's just like, oh, you know what? Like, I, I'm not gonna participate in this lighting up. I'm, it's a pass for me over here. Going with the fireplace. Give me the fireplace as number one source of light. Ah, number it's, one source of light. Interesting. Yeah, you read by the fireplace. You can just chill by the fireplace. It warms you. It smells nice. It's just kind of like it's hitting all the senses. So it's just like the package deal. Like, if you can get a fireplace game going and you get like a solid like fireplace just roaring, it's everyone's enjoying it yeah so give me give me that as it's just like it's just it's too powerful it's too beloved it's too covering all of it big fireplace set. dr mrs the commission number one you know uh winter fun time lighten up that yeah fireplace getting it going get it roaring getting that roaring yep um i like yours 
Um, I, although not everyone has a fireplace or not even a, a fireplace inserts to, to deal with. Not even one of those floor spaces. That's what even makes it better. It's like a rare. That's why it's got the top spot. Like, it's just like, you know, you're ranking cars. You're not going to put exactly. like, like a Toyota Corolla number one. Like you want something just kind of rare that not everyone has that when you see it, just, I, like, I, yeah, I hear it. is the business. My number one is, is universal. Everyone enjoys this. Everyone needs it. It is literally one of the fundamental principles of of what sustains us on this planet i'm going with the sun give me the sun at number one <laughs> the sun at the top side how do you okay, how do you fucking is, put the okay, sun this, over this is uh, super fireplace. fucking chalk i'll say that i mean it's it just is like super chalk fucking pick. chalk you're 100 <laughs> yeah, percent right like completely predictable yeah snoresville like just keeping it keeping it simple like really just playing it safe. what we've got photosynthesis what is your what is your yeah, you gotta you gotta fireplace hit the yeah, yeah i know I know. Yeah. What is your fun? What is your it warms warms your tootsies? Guess what? <laughs> Mine warms the earth. Uh all right. How do you how do you score it and who wins it, Jim? Well, nobody mentioned my source of light, my number one source, which is mm-hmm. YouTube. Oh I was say, <laughs> your your beaming so smile. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> which is this podcast. Awesome. Um man, you almost had me with fireplace buddy because you know how i roll i'm i'm into that mountain cabin kind of feel especially if it's a wood burning fireplace oh yeah and not the Play kind in the wall the kind that's in the stove you know you've got the pipe going up to the ceiling that's my jam literally life though literally yeah. life yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to argue with soul which is the name of our son all right yeah you got i can't believe i forgot lighthouse also tattooed on my body bizarre bizarre yeah you got that you brought i mean yeah you went for sun i'm glad we didn't double up somehow we didn't double up on this amazing um i know right i thought we were both getting that number one (laughs) yeah it may be sports podcast episode 215 jim thanks for jumping on buddy yeah i loved it anytime Uh, anytime we're gonna hit our mvps real fast uh jim if you have one you can drop it my mvp is gonna go to jason tatum Hitting that buzzer beater. There's just something about that. I guess it was like the only postseason buzzer beater in Celtic at home in Celtic history, but it seemed like it might've been a step to like, you really need to start talking about me, like, you know, top eight, top 10 guy. So just kind of, it, it was, I was a great game to watch. Who's your MVP MA? Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I'll go with Aiden Hutchinson, uh, potential number one overall pick, unless Jim's picking. Uh, but I think he, I ultimately do think he's going to go out number one and that's exciting for a Michigan player to go number one overall. Nice. Uh, any MVP you want to shout out Jim? Yeah. You know what? I want to get ahead and shout out uh, to Debo Samuel for taking just enough time to announce that he doesn't want to play for the 49ers to not screw up this draft. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe a half hour earlier and I might have to change things around. So yeah, good job. Uh, go get that money, buddy hilarious uh it may be sports podcast episode 215 i am brandon i want you sign yourself off most awesome folks if one of us ma or b is missing from this podcast it's called a pod diddle Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion. Uh.